1: Let's get back to You Better, You Bet, presented by App on the BetQL Network.
0: You Better, You Bet continues here on Wednesday afternoon. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glass are filling in for Nick and Ken. Nick and Ken will be back tomorrow, and then they'll be with you guys all weekend, divisional weekend, getting you set for the game Saturday and Sunday. You can watch live 24-7 on the BetQL Network and directly on the free Odyssey app. Also, check us out on Twitch, YouTube, and the BetQL Network, betqlnetwork.com, and you can listen to You Better, You Bet live. On Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. You could also watch You Better You Bet on Stadium coming up four to six PM Eastern. Uh watch stadium.com and YouTube TV as well. All right. So Peach uh, we were talking about this last night before we yep. get into the divisional round. Pretty good le- uh pretty good night last night. Really College good. hoops. Purdue did cover. That was never really in question. I had the under in the game. Depending what number you got, you either pushed
1: or you won that bet. Yep. And then uh in the NBA, I had the Clippers. How was your night? My night was fantastic. Yeah, Purdue was—they uh, smoked them in the first half. They were up big, and then second half, Indiana made a little run, but Edie was awesome. That was a great hit. The sweat, I told you, was Cincinnati um, That against TCU. That one was sweaty. TCU was winning, like, the whole game. Then it went to overtime. We had Cincinnati minus 3.5. As you can see right there on Twitch, they won by force. So that was a nice hit, Eighty-one seventy-seven. 81-77. And then the nightcap, Arkansas, they were up like 30-10 to 10 on Texas a and I was like, this is going to be great. Easy winner, can flip to another game. Then Texas A&M, Buzz Williams, the head coach for A&M, changes his entire outfit in the second half. Comes out in an entirely new wardrobe, new pair of glasses, changes the entire momentum of the game. A&M comes roaring back, and then Arkansas makes a free throw at the end to win it by one. So uh, that was nice. We had them plus three and a half. Didn't need the points. They win it outright. But uh, good night in college hoops. Don't like the board as much tonight. Yeah. There are a couple games that I like tonight. We'll talk about that later in the show. But always nice, because I don't know how you feel, Ryan, but this time of year, especially in the NFL playoffs, like that's the focus. You want you know that you're trying to save your bank account for that. But when you can add a little extra money to, you know, spend more towards the playoffs, it's always a nice thing.
0: Yeah, we got Creighton UConn coming up tonight. UConn, the number one team in the country, six and a half point favorites. Mississippi State, Kentucky, uh, all that coming up and more. During the power hour. All right, let's talk uh let's talk a little divisional round. We got this one game that's not going to be a rematch from the regular season. And let's start with Green Bay and San Francisco. Uh the Niners, still nine and a half point favorites here. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Uh, I've added a couple things here. The total in the game, 50 and a half. San Francisco money line, minus 450. Green Bay to pull off another upset on the road, plus three fifty. It's almost like the Jordan Love Aaron Rodgers Revenge Tour. Uh now, Rodgers always had good success. Good success in Dallas, but now uh, Jordan Love is going to try to do something that Rodgers never was able to do in the playoffs, and that's knock off the San Francisco 49ers. Spoiler alert, though, I don't think that's going to happen. I bet San Francisco in the first half, I took the team total. I went over 14 and a half. I know you like the full game. Uh, we'll throw out some props. Yeah. Uh, I lean over full game, but I'm just I'm just going to play the first half, and I'm going to go team total with San Francisco. I also kind of like the Niners. Anything under 10, and they're sitting there right now at nine and a half. Your thoughts on this one?
1: Love the Niners. I agree. Anything under 10. They've played 10 regular season games this year against NFC teams when they're fully healthy, right? So when Purdy's at quarterback, McCaffrey's running back, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, Trent Williams is at left tackle. When all those guys are out there and they're healthy and Purdy doesn't have the concussion symptoms and, you know, Debo doesn't have ankle issues and Trent and all that. When they're all there, they've played 10 games against the NFC. Ryan, they have won 9 of those 10 games by double digits. The only game that they didn't win by double digits was against the Rams when they won by 7. If you remember, that was the game where McVay had the field goal at the end. Yeah. The back door when there was no chance of them winning the game. The spread was actually 7.5, and, and people thought McVay knew the spread. He thought there was something shady going on there. That's the only game against the NFC that they didn't win by double digits. So We talked about this game yesterday. Packers were seven-point dogs against Dallas. They win that game outright. They look dominant in doing so. Now, after that performance, they're nine-and-a-half-point dogs this week against San Francisco. And people were like, well, if I liked them at seven against Dallas, I'll probably like them at nine-and-a-half against San Francisco. The problem is, San Francisco, I mean, power ratings-wise compared to Dallas, it's like three or four points. And they're well-rested. They're at home. And as you know, I mean, look, the NFL sports, they're all about matchups. Green Bay, historically, last decade, they have been a thorn for Dallas. Like, they've always given them issues. It's always been a bad matchup. And for when they go up against San Francisco, it's always a bad matchup for them. I don't see this time around being any different. So really, really like San Francisco in the game. I like the team total as well. Um, As for the total, like the 50 and a half, I'm with you. I kind of lean the over in the game. But, you know, generally when you like the favorite and you kind of lean towards the over, the team total over for the favorites, normally the way to go. So I like San Francisco, the 29 and a half, and then the player props. I know you're going to get into the one that you like the best. So I'll, I'll let you have that, but, uh, I'm going back with your boy Jordan Love over rushing yards. He's going to get it for us this week. It's seven and a half. Because as you know, Green Bay, their game plan for most games, especially with the way Aaron Jones is playing, they're going to want to feed him. Yeah. They're going to want to run the ball. But when that's not working, they're going to go away from it. Love's going to throw the ball a lot, and that's going to allow him to run when the pocket breaks down and Chase Young and Nick Bosa are in his face. So uh, I like Jordan Love over seven and a half rushing yards. That's yeah, props.
0: I like quite a bit in this game, and I'm an, I am I like that this week as well. Um, yes. See, With Dallas, the reason I bet Green Bay, I thought that was a bad matchup for Dallas defensively, going against Green Bay, who their offense right now is humming. Jordan Love, the second half of the season, he's got one turnover. Um, He's pushing the ball down the field. Aaron Jones, now four straight 100-yard rushing games. And that offensive line, they're number two in pass pro. They protect Jordan Love. That's the big difference, is he actually has time in the pocket. Even without David Bakhtiari, who they lost early on, what, week three for the season? Uh, with like a makeshift offensive line. They've been one of the best in the NFL. They got the run game going right now, but I don't think they're going to be able to get the run game going against San Francisco. So I actually like Aaron Jones under 69 and a half rushing yards. Same. You know, I worry a little bit that they're going to abandon the run. I mean, Aaron Jones, the last couple of weeks is getting 20 plus touches, but he's been on a pitch count really for the last three years with Matt LaFleur and AJ Dillon's still not practicing right now. We'll see if he's able to play. Um, but Packers, other than that, Green Bay are pretty healthy other than the Aaron uh, or the A.J. Dillon injury right now. But I still think this is a bad matchup. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. And I love Jordan Love the way that he's playing right now. I do think maybe the Packers could put up some points. But on the defensive side of the ball, I worry how many stops are they going to get against San Francisco. That's why I like the team total 29 and a half full game. Yeah. I like the over in the first half if you could still find 14 and a half. And I kind of like the uh, 24 and a half as far as the first half total. I think San Francisco might be able to hang 24 themselves just because Green Bay struggles against the run. You're seeing that with the props right here Christian McCaffrey rushing yards, 92 and a half, minus 115 to the over. I'm not going to touch that Mm -hmm. because I actually like Brock Purdy props. I like Purdy passing yards. I played that this morning over 264 and a half. Love George Kittle. We talked about that yesterday. The reception's a little chalky, three and a half, minus 165. I do like the receiving yards, 52 and a half, still the number, minus 115 to the over. Green Bay struggles defending tight ends. They struggle to defend the middle of the field. Maybe you play some Debo props as well. But I think that's the big difference, man, is against Dallas, Green Bay, Dallas has struggled to run the ball all season long. Tony Pollard just was not an every down back. So they had to rely on Dak in that passing game. And Green Bay's pass defense is actually pretty solid. Uh, they've had some injuries. Eric Stokes hasn't been healthy all season long. They traded away Rasul Douglas, but getting Jair back a couple weeks ago was huge. And he has that interception on the second drive of the game for Dallas, which really set the tone for Green Bay. They go up 14 0, game over. Yep. But I just I don't think they're going to be able to do that against San Francisco. And it's Joe Barry going against Kyle Shanahan. I don't think there's a bigger mismatch this weekend then Joe Barry against Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and all those weapons. Like, Joe Barry allowed Bryce Young to have 300 yards passing. Joe Barry allowed Tommy DeVito to become NFC Player of the Week. Joe Barry allowed Baker Mayfield to have the second perfect QB rating at Lambeau Field. Now he's going against Kyle Shanahan, who even in the presser said they started working on the game plan for Green Bay In the second quarter of that game against Dallas. And I don't think he was messing around. No, I don't either. And Shanahan owns LaFleur. And he owns the Packers. We talked about this yesterday. uh, Three years ago, whatever it was, 2021, in the NFC Championship game, they beat him by 28 points. And if you look at the advanced box score, I mean, that game was over in the second quarter. San Francisco played a bunch of prevent in the second half. Rodgers and that offense were able to put up some points. But, I mean... Raheem Mostert was their third string back that year. He had over 200 yards rushing. He probably could have rushed for 350 if he wanted. Now, Mike Pettin was the defensive coordinator. They've made the change to Joe Barry. I think that's actually a downgrade. So it's been a nice year for Green Bay, a nice little run. I just think that this is probably the worst matchup for them. But I do think they'll be able to score some points. So I think the over, even at 50 and a half, is is, is worth a look. Maybe they're able to backdoor here, but San Francisco is moving on, in my opinion. I think I think we get... a. Niners in the NFC Championship game. And we're one step closer to my dream Super Bowl of San Francisco, Buffalo.
1: No, I mean, I think you're right with the Niners. I think they win this game. You know, it's interesting looking at McCaffrey and Aaron Jones and their rushing props this morning. McCaffrey was 89 and a half. So now he's up to 92 and a half. So that's obviously getting hit. And Aaron Jones was at 71 and a half. And he is now down to 69 and a half. So yeah, that Aaron Jones under I like. I mean, San Francisco knows that in this kind of game, even though Jordan Love was awesome against Dallas, he's been great the last three weeks. I mean, Shanahan, Steve Wilkes, like they know that the Packers are going to want to run the ball in this game. They want to keep the Niners offense on the sideline. They want to slow the game down. They don't want their defense to face San Francisco's offense. So Aaron Jones is going to be the game plan early. That's going to be San Francisco's focus is to shutting that down. And they're going to prove Jordan Love to just have an A++ game and try and beat them. So... I, uh, I agree with both of those. I like Jones under. I would like a McCaffrey over as well. And then receiving, I mean, you were all over this yesterday. Like, George Kittle at 52 and a half. I mean, that is the play. Well, just look at what Jake Ferguson did. I mean, last week against Green Bay, 12 targets, 10 catches, three tutties. I mean, he was great. You've been telling me for years that Green Bay hasn't been able to cover tight ends. And you're not yeah. wrong. Yeah. And now they're going up against Kittle, who, uh, you know, it's it's— Always fascinating to watch Shanahan game plans and the game plans and the games where he uses Kittle as a blocker and where he uses Kittle as a receiver, which kind of makes him hard to bet at times. This is going to be one of those games where he used Kittle as a receiver. I mean, it's just, it's one of those games. The matchup is just too good for it. So 52, like look at some alternate uh, receiving, you know, yardages for George Kittle, I'm scrolling through now. Like, so it's 52 and a half, right? Like, George Kittle alternate 75 plus is plus 200, 100 plus is plus 500. Yeah. I would look at some alternates for Kittle. I think this is a big Kittle game. And then on the other side, I think this could be a big Jaden Reed game as well. I loved him against Dallas the way that he was playing the last like eight, nine weeks of the season. It ended up being a Romeo Dobbs game, so I think a lot of people are going to take him. You've mentioned Wicks has been really good, um, but but this, this I think, is going to be a Reed game. So if you're targeting two receivers this weekend in Green Bay, San Francisco— Got to be Kittle, and then I I really like Reed as well.
0: Yeah, I like Reed. I'm going to take a shot probably with Watson yards. He didn't do too much because that was his first game back. He was more just really a decoy, and that's how you got Luke Musgrave so wide open on that one play, that one touchdown reception. Yeah. And it's also why Romeo Dobbs had that day, you know, in the middle of the field. Problem with San Francisco, though— is they don't give you any of the uh, short stuff. You know what I mean? you got to hit them with explosive passes. That's the only area you could attack them, really. They have such a good pass rush. But again, Green Bay is pretty good pass blocking, number two in the league. So if Jordan Love's able to have some time, I think he'll take some shots down the field. Last week, they had Watson Yards priced at 24 and a half. Uh, I'll take a look at that in a second. But I'm probably going to play Watson Yards on the over. And uh, that's probably really it for Green Bay, man. For me, a lot of props for San Francisco, though. I think Debo probably goes over. I even like McCaffrey in the receiving game just because, again, middle of the field. That's where Green Bay does not cover. And we'll see what they do with Jair, because that's the other thing with Green Bay defensively. The last couple weeks on third downs especially, they've been able to play a little man defense. I don't think you're going to be able to play man against San Francisco, or Brandon Ayuk's going to kill you. Right. So I think they're probably going to play that soft zone coverage, and that's why I like Purdy yards so much. I like Kittle, but I like Kittle's yards at 52.5, a a little bit more than the receptions, unless you're going to play some alternate numbers. You could get a a 4.5 receptions plus 115. But I like the 51 and a half receiving yards because Green Bay bottom five in yards per coverage to tight ends uh, per target, explosive reception rate, and missed tackle rate. And that's what's so important right there is Kittle with the yak. I mean, he could go off for 50, 60 yards on one of these receptions because you have Darnell Savage Jr. playing safety, right. Jonathan Owens. I love Jair Alexander, but he does not like to tackle ever since the shoulder injury two years ago. So, I love the yards. I think that's probably the bet of the weekend as far as player props, and I think the Niners are going to put up some points
1: uh, uh, in this the, game. the weather forecast for Santa Clara on Saturday night, cloudy, 53 degrees, light rain early, 5 to 10 mile per hour winds. So, obviously, you know when you're talking California weather, it's going to be nice. How about the Fox broadcast team? I mean, Burkhart, Greg Olson, you get Dallas and... You know, wildcard weekend, you get Santa Clara yeah. week. T- must be nice, right? Romo and Nance got Buffalo back to back weeks. A little bit chillier. So you know? It, must be nice. The one thing that I miss
0: though is if we're getting Green Bay, San Francisco or Green Bay, Dallas, I love Burkhart and I love I love Greg Olson. I love G-Reg. Man, I miss Joe Buck and Troy Aikman for those games. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and and that's classic. That's that's not really a popular take because Packer fans feel like Joe Buck hates them ever since, like, although everybody, I feel like everybody really thinks that Joe Buck hates them, unless you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Right. But I mean, um, and I know there's been, you know, like the Minnesota, the Randy Moss mooning stuff.
1: uh, But man, I just, yeah, I love them on the call. It doesn't feel right without them. It's funny. I want to because when we preview Ravens and Texans coming up on the uh, on the other side of the break, whenever Lamar plays a game on ESPN, he tends to be really, really good, and Ravens Texans will be on ESPN. So uh, that's why I wanted to throw out like some broadcasting crews and everything because. It's just funny how you know certain guys play well on certain networks, certain times of the day. Lamar on ESPN normally really, really good.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that game on the other end. I got to ask you about that at home this season. Lamar Jackson averaged nine point three yards per pass attempt. I think he's going to be able to push the ball down the field against that Texans secondary. But are we going to lay the number with Baltimore? We'll talk about that next. It's you better you bet. Ryan Horvat, PJ Glasser filling in for Nick and Ken.